Hello, my dear listeners. Thank you so much for tuning back into the Self-Care Keto Podcast. I am your host, Jess, and your Self-Care Keto Coach. And today I am really excited to release part two of the episode that I did of an Instagram live with at Crystal Loses. And we're talking about her experience with both keto and Weight Watchers, where she was very successful on both, losing over 120 pounds. It's absolutely incredible. And she has such a sweet spirit and she's so encouraging and so fun to follow. So if you haven't listened to part one yet, make sure that you go back and listen to that because this is going to be the continuation of this conversation. And we were just starting to get into her journey with Weight Watchers. And today you're going to hear why she would still recommend it to other people. We're definitely not into diet wars here or demonizing one or the other. My biggest thing is to approach what you eat from a mindset of self-care. And today in this episode, I'm actually going to be sharing some pro tips on how I think you can still do Weight Watchers if you're finding that that is what would work better for you than full-on keto. I'm sharing some of my tips based on what I've learned over the last nine years about the science of protein and satiety and eating real food as opposed to a bunch of processed foods. So it could definitely still be done in a very healthy way. And I'm sharing some insights on how that can be done. So make sure that you listen in for that episode, for that part in the episode. And I actually had somebody um, on Instagram messaging me this week and said that she was so grateful to hear this episode. This is somebody who's actually purchased my full um, self-care keto mindset masterclass, which is all of my monthly mindset classes put together. And in addition to that, you get my holiday guide, my restaurant guide, basically every digital resource that I've ever created. If you're interested in that, that's at theketofit.com slash mindset. But she's somebody that has purchased that. And so I follow up with her from time to time. She kind of fell off the um, radar and wasn't responding to me for a while. And finally she responded and she was like, thank you so much for this podcast episode because I wasn't responding to you because I haven't been doing keto for a while. I've actually been doing Weight Watchers, but I love your mindset stuff so much. And so I just wanted to you know, clarify for everybody out there like keto, I don't think keto is the only way to lose weight for me personally and for so many of the women that I've worked with. It is, um, it has been the most enjoyable, the most um, life-giving, um, the, the best way to find food freedom, um, to finally feel full, to not be thinking about food all the time, um, things like that. And so that is the most important thing to me is actually the mindset of self-care. So if anybody is thinking, yeah, I think that, you know, maybe calorie counting is more for me because I want to um, have a little bit more expansion in the foods that I can eat, or I think I really would prefer to eat more high carb um, rather than low carb baby you can totally do that. And still, I would love for you to check out my mindset resources because we can do any strategy, but if we're doing it from the wrong mindset, from a mindset of punishment and restriction and feeling unworthy or feeling like we need to um, you know, earn something before we can actually love ourselves, uh, nobody's ever going to stick to that. It doesn't even matter what the strategy is because it's the mindset that's always going to be sabotaging you over and over again. So just a couple of announcements before we dig into the meat of uh, part two of the episode here. Um, I wanted to let you guys know that it is the last week of June. So in the last week, I always remind you guys, it's the last week to get this month's mindset class. So this class is called Hire Yourself as the CEO of Your Life. And it is all about leaning into your natural strengths and discovering your values and connecting all of these things to actually being able to accomplish your weight loss goals. Because I find that we just can 
dismiss ourselves and diminish ourselves for all of the great natural strengths that we have. And we even dismiss and diminish our success in every other area of our lives because we're only measuring ourselves against this one thing, which is, am I in the size body that I want to have or that other people, you know, that I've been taught that I should have. And so if that's you and you really want to, um, you know, take some fun assessments to um, lean more into who you already are instead of trying to change yourself and contort yourself to um, follow something that's not going to be fun for you or um, it's just like goes against your personality. You don't have to do it in that way. And so this class is all about that. It's about celebrating who you already are and leaning into all of those things. You're going to love yourself. You're going to like yourself. You're really going to enjoy this class and build up your confidence. So um, to get your hands on that, it's bit.ly slash self-care keto class. And make sure that you get your hands on that by June 30th because it won't be offered again for another six months and I'll be rolling out July's class as of July 1st. And then uh, the last thing that I want to tell you guys about is, um, I don't know if you're in the States, but the 4th of July is coming up. And, you know, that's one of the biggest holidays of the summer until we hit Labor Day at the end of the summer. And um, I don't know about you, but I know that around this time of year, we can be judging ourselves so hard for not being where we thought we would be at this point in the year, kind of freaking out. Like, oh my gosh, the year is halfway over and I'm still nowhere near where I want to be. I haven't made enough progress wearing all these swimsuits and shorts and sleeveless shirts and just feeling so uncomfortable being around people on summer vacations and family get-togethers and just like feeling so insecure, not wanting to do any of it. Oh my gosh, I, I feel you. And I have been there. And that's why I've created this resource, the self-care keto holiday guide. And a lot of people might think, oh, that's not for summer. That's for, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas. No, I've actually created it for any holiday year round. And it's to help you approach every holiday from a mindset of self-care. And you could totally apply this to summer holidays, summer vacations, all of that. And so um, it's got some great mindset tools as well as recipes. Everything that I ever create has got both concrete strategy and it's also got mindset tips for you guys. So go ahead and check that out as well. And that's at um, theketofit.com slash holiday. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And um, without further ado, here is part two of the episode. Yeah. And I had this idea, I think that um, restriction is a really bad thing. And so I have to find some way where I'm not going to feel restricted. Um, you know, you, you do hear that a lot. You hear people say a lot, like, um, you have to have like incorporate things in small amounts, because if you totally cut something out, then you're setting yourself up for failure. And I really did believe that, like I believed, okay, I, you know, I have to be, um, making these a part of my daily life so that I'm not like, um, obsessed with them and then I don't go off track. But what I really have focused on in these last, because I've been back to keto for a little over two months, um, was recognizing that restrictions, instead of thinking of it as I'm restricted, it's like a boundary. It's a fence. You know, like if, when I, we go hiking a lot and we go to the tops of peaks and I'm thankful there's fences at some of them um, yeah. because I'm scared my kids are going to fall off, you know, yeah. and that's, that fence is not stopping them from living a good life. They're, that yeah. fence isn't harming them. The fence is keeping them safe. It's keeping them healthy. It's keeping them happy. And having boundaries in other areas of our life we're like yes and then when it comes to food we're like no that's yeah. bad you know yeah. and so I kind of had to think of that in a different way but also um as far as restrictions go I thought okay here's the truth if I am not restricting what I'm eating I am restricting myself in other areas 
There is no such thing as me just getting to eat whatever I want, whenever I want, and life is perfect. So if I don't restrict what I eat, I'm restricted in the clothes I can wear. I'm restricted in the energy I have. I'm restricted in the rides I can ride at an amusement park. I'm restricted in fitting into airplane seats. I mean, there's a, you're going to have some kind of restriction in your life and you get to choose. You get to choose, okay, do I want it to be in this area or this area, but you don't get to choose none of it. <laughs> you know, you did a podcast where you said one of the beliefs that people have that, you know, they need to think in a different way about is, um, it's not fair that some people get to eat whatever they want and don't have any you know, issues with it. And, you know, asking yourself, is that really true? And it's, and it's really not, there's very few people. I, I'm married to someone who can truly does eat all the things. And he is very, very, very thin, but he has other health issues that come with that. And we've noticed, you know, differences when I was at my um, lowest weight and eating keto, you know, he's like, why are you, why are you so energetic all the time? Why are you bouncing around? I'm like, sit down. Um, And so there are differences, but it's not true that we get to choose we can do whatever we want and life is perfect or we're going to be really restricted with it. Like, you know, there, there is a balance there and choosing what you want those restrictions to be or boundaries, however you want to word it is, is really important. I think. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I can see some people in the comments. They're like, yes, love this. This is hitting really hard. Like it's, it's so important. I love that you're talking about shifting your language from um, calling it food restrictions to calling it food boundaries. And mm-hmm. so a food restriction is basically like, okay, here's the official diet. And these are the rules of the diet. And I'm going yeah. to comply with the rules of the diet, right? So these are now my restrictions. And so yeah. that is like totally um, surrendering your own empowerment and your own choice and saying like, well, this is right. And clearly I don't know anything. And so <laughs> I'm just going to listen to the experts and I'm going to follow the rules and uh, follow the keto police, right? Or follow the Weight Watchers police or whatever it might be. And so yeah. you could feel restricted by Weight Watchers because it's like, well, I have to stay under this many points and this, these foods are like higher in points. So I can't eat yeah. those or I shouldn't eat those, right? So you could look at it as either one being restricting. Um, but a boundary is something that, like you said, keeps you safe. And a boundary is something that, you know, you choose that you're like, okay, I'm not going to cross this boundary. Oh, I see that fence over there. It must be there for a good reason. I'm not going to hop it, you know, like some yeah. people do, you know, but there's going to be consequences. It's there yeah. to keep you safe. And the, when we have safety in our lives, it amplifies the enjoyment of the experience, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's not just about keeping you safe so that, um, I don't know, so nobody gets mad at you or so that uh, you don't have to pay the fine or you don't go to jail, right? Like the point of it is actually public welfare, right? Like we don't want you to die. We want you to feel safe. We don't want you to be worrying about your kids running into this river over here. So we've put up a fence for your convenience and for the amplification of your experience in this life. And so we do that in our relationships with other people. We set up boundaries, right? And to do the same thing with food, it creates more safety for yourself to just say like, I'm unavailable for foods that make me feel like shit. I'm unavailable for foods that hijack my brain and make me feel like I can't moderate it and I have to eat more. Like whatever it is, I'm unavailable for foods that bloat me for three days. Like it could be anything for you, but you're setting that boundary yourself instead of saying, well, the rule says that I have to do this. Like you're just taking ownership over it. And you're like, I own that. It keeps, I want to, to follow this. It keeps me safe and it gives me more pleasure in my life when I don't have to stress about being unsafe around food. 
Yeah. And I heard um, the other day I was reading something about mindset regards to food. And she was saying, okay, in that moment, I thought I want a brownie. And she said to herself, okay, but what else is true? That's true. I do want that brownie. What else is true? I want to feel great when I wake up in the morning. I want, you know, these jeans to continue to fit. I want to not be on the road, like the blood sugar roller coaster. So like recognizing you can want something, but you can want other things more. And those things can be more important, you know, and that, that momentary, you know, that felt good for 30 seconds doesn't outweigh what I actually want in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So we've kind of talked about how, you know, you've arrived at realizing, okay, between Weight Watchers and keto, you actually enjoyed keto more. And that's why you went back yeah. to it. So both worked for you. You were losing weight on both. Yeah but you actually enjoyed the experience of keto more. And I think this is an mm -hmm. important point to hit on. And somebody else might enjoy Weight Watchers more than keto, right? And so, but I yeah. think this is a really important point to hit on is what is actually gonna be enjoyable for you because that is what will be sustainable for you. And so mm -hmm. some people might not actually enjoy keto. I think everybody should try it. Of course, you know, I'm passionate about it, but how do you know that you won't like it until, you know, if you're just like, oh, that's ridiculous. Like you said before, you would see other people losing weight and you'd be like, that's ridiculous. That's not healthy, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But in all fairness, give something a try and actually compare the two and give it a long enough period of time that you can yeah. fairly compare the two things, right? And yeah. so to see like, yeah, of course there's pros and there's cons to either, but, um, what you will um, actually stick with long term, it has to be enjoyable to you because yeah. we don't actually want um, the result that we're going to get. We want the feeling that we believe that result will generate. So mm -hmm. you don't want that number on the scale as much as you want how you believe you will feel about yourself and how you will feel in your daily life when you reach that number on the scale, right? Yeah, and so that's so the problem, true. The problem is that we think well, sure, I just have to be miserable for a little while so that I can yeah. get the feeling that I really want when I get that result, right? And so yeah. <laughs> that does not work because we don't want to feel the opposite of how we want to feel. We don't want to feel restricted. We don't want to feel miserable. We don't want to feel punished. We don't want to feel like we're broken and that there's something wrong with us and, you know, just constantly, um, you know, hating the experience of what we're doing and trying to say, well, I have to, or I should, or so-and-so says that I have to, or whatever it is, we are not going to do that. We're going to rebel against that for a very good reason because it's bullshit, right? Like that's an absolute lie that you need to feel miserable until you somehow get to this worthiness number and then you can feel good, right? Yeah. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that really stuck out to me when I was kind of evaluating the two is for me it wasn't like I would sit there and think I wish I could have one cookie mm -hmm. I wish I could just have one it would taste so good and then that'll be gone forever I wanted to have the entire package mm -hmm. I wanted to bake the whole thing for myself and then bake another thing for my family but they didn't know about the secret set you know yeah and you you talked about the Gretchen Rubin book. Um, she talks a lot about, are you an abstainer or are you a moderator? Um, and so moderators are people who they love. They want to have one cookie. They want to fit that one cookie into their day and then it, they feel super good about it. Um, and that's great. I think for those people, like you said, there are so many other benefits with keto that I think they should try it. But maybe they will prefer that way where they get to have that every single day or, or however often they want to build it in. But for me, it's so much easier to say, those are not foods that I 
eat most often or, or, or eat on a regular basis. And these are all the foods that I can eat, you know, whenever, whenever I'm hungry and have that clear delineation and not have to constantly be really wanting, you know, the entire package or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you're touching on the abstainers versus moderators thing, because that's really important too. So if anybody's listening, like go Google abstainers versus moderators yeah. and see like, okay, which one am I actually? Because, you know, Crystal was saying like, oh, she's more of an abstainer. So removing the deviation day was actually really a good strategy for her. Um, but for people who maybe are more moderators rather than abstainers, maybe having a planned deviation once in a while would actually keep you motivated in the long run. And it doesn't mean yeah. that you can't do keto. Um, there are ways to do carb cycling with keto, even around social plans or around your menstrual cycle or um, around your workout. So there's ways to, um, you know, have a carb up as we would call it. Um, so you don't have to feel like, well, if I'm doing keto, I can never, ever have any carbs. There are ways to make it work. Um, and so, you know, you don't have to be listening to this and be like, well, if I want to have a cookie once in a while, maybe I should do Weight Watchers because that's never, ever allowed with keto. Not True. the case. Um, so let's kind of break down just for a minute, kind of like, the scientific differences between why Weight Watchers works versus why keto works. Do you want to take the ball here? Because I know you've done like your research. Oh, on so how would you explain <laughs> this to the average person? Like this is why Weight Watchers work. This is why keto works. Yeah. What do you think? Okay. So I've had to kind of, my, my husband has been very long suffering because I'll go to him one day and be like, I'm eating keto, please, you know, don't ever offer me anything sweet. And the next day I'm like, actually now, you know, and so he's been, he's, he's heard these lectures, but I do want to say like, I am just, uh, you know, I'm just a person who has listened to a lot and read a lot. So I don't want to anyone to think that I'm an expert because I'm definitely not just because I've managed to lose some weight and gain some back doesn't mean anything. But, um, so with keto, you are definitely, it's a hormonal thing. Um, you are focusing on the hormonal aspect of weight loss. And so it's, it, I know it's dealing a lot with insulin and your insulin response to certain foods. And so, you know, you are still eating fewer calories than your body. It, like it's still about a calorie deficit. However, you're able to, um, you're able to eat less because your hormones are regulated. So you're not feeling hungry all the time. You're not starving. You're not um, needing that fix quickly. And so you're able to naturally and gradually over time reduce the amount of food you're eating because the food you are eating is so filling. And your body also becomes, you're, you're put into a fat-burning state. So instead of using carbohydrates for fuel, you're using fat for fuel. And people like me have a lot of extra fat that their body is able to use whenever they're not consuming fat. So I'm able to go longer without eating while my, and my body is still nourished because I've stored a lot of um, nutrients for it. Um, versus with Weight Watchers, that is about a calorie deficit. Um, you are, it's calories in, calories out. You earn points through movement. You use points for all the food that you eat. They did introduce this time, like I mentioned, the zero point foods, but the goal is still to be very moderate with those zero point foods. You only to have one serving. Um, and they've built into your points where, um, you have fewer points because of those zero point foods. So the wow. point is still, it's still a calorie deficit. So you're not, um, it's not like, I thought I was like going to cheat the system. No, there's still a system. <laughs> you're still in it. Um, yeah. and so, and, and that does, you know, a calorie deficit is what's needed to lose weight. And that is one, definitely one way to do it. There's a lot of ways to achieve a calorie deficit. But the question is, what way feels the best? What way can help you um, maintain it the longest? Like those are issues that you kind of have to work out for yourself. Yes, you did such an amazing job explaining that. So both 
ways of losing weight account for a calorie deficit. You need to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose weight. And some people are like, no, yeah. calories. So like with keto, calories count, but you don't have to count them, right? Because yeah. you are naturally eating fewer calories without thinking about it, without counting it, because you're eating such nutrient-dense, high-satiety food, protein particularly, um, because yeah. animal protein has like no carbs in it. Steak has zero carbs. Chicken right. has zero carbs. So like, that's almost like the zero point version <laughs> of Weight Watchers. Like on um, keto, yeah. the zero yeah. point food is protein. Just eat like, if you're so right. hungry, go have more chicken, go have more steak, go have more shrimp, whatever. Um, and yeah. so that felt very liberating to me when I first started eating keto because I used to count calories and that was my only experience mm -hmm. up until eating uh, Atkins or keto. And it was just like, oh shit, I'm done with all my calories by noon. I guess I can't eat anything till tomorrow. And that would feel really discouraging. And of course, unreasonable. Yeah. And then I would throw in the towel and then like binge because it's like, well, I've already screwed up for the day. I'll start again yeah. tomorrow. And so for me, it felt like, oh, okay, great. If I've reached my carbs for the day, I can still just make scrambled eggs for dinner or a bacon and eggs for dinner. Yeah. I can still have a steak or whatever it might be. Um, yeah. That felt really liberating to me. But you're right. And um, keto takes into account the hormonal theory of weight loss, which um, weight watchers or just calories in, calories out, any kind of calorie counting diet doesn't really take into account the hormonal aspect. So the hormonal yeah. aspect is that, um, you know, whenever you consu consume carbs, it raises your blood sugar. And then you mentioned insulin. That is your hormone that ushers um, glucose out of your blood because it can be dangerous when you have too much glucose in your blood. So what it does is it says, oh, too much energy. Let's store this in our fat cells for later. And that's what insulin does. It's the hormone that is your fat storage hormone. And so <clears throat> we need that in order to survive. It's a very good thing. But when people who are overweight because they've been eating an abundance of energy that they don't need, their insulin has been constantly elevated for so long that your body becomes insulin resistant. And so if you're a person that's insulin resistant, if you have a high fasted blood sugar, if you have a high A1C, um, likely you would be um, very wise to take into account the hormonal aspect of weight loss and weight watchers alone or calorie counting alone might not work for you because you're insulin resistant. Your insulin can't do its job. And when you're not eating foods that keep you full for a really long time, subsequently you're eating every two hours, which means insulin is raising every two hours and you're storing fat every two hours, you know, and it's just like, it can become a nightmare for people that are doing it right. Right. Like they're counting their calories and they're still not losing weight. So if that's you yeah. and you've been doing Weight Watchers and you're counting your calories and you're working out and you're still not seeing any results, well, it's probably because we're neglecting the hormonal aspect of weight loss. And keto could be a really beneficial thing to do. Um, now, in all fairness, I actually think that people could successfully follow Weight Watchers if they're not insulin resistant and they can, their body can handle um, eating more carbohydrates. So um, who would you recommend Weight Watchers to? I know that you said like, I don't, I think it's good. People lose weight. Like, would you recommend it to anybody for any reason? Yeah, um, I like I said, I, I have seen so many success stories, especially kind of after joining that community. You definitely see people that have been very successful. Um, you know, people still struggle. They are still going to have times where they're um, struggling through holidays or stressful situations or things. Um, but I think that people who would do well with that would be people who... Um, like I said, enjoy moderation. I, and, and as you said, you can be moderate with keto too. Like you, you can have days where you are doing different things or meals where you do different things. But if that is really important to you where every single day you want to, you know, and, and keto treats aren't cutting it for you, then, you know, I think you can be successful with that. Um, I think that you've seen, like I've seen people who are um, 
very, very into, you know, bodybuilding and things like that. They seem to do fine with, you know, carbohydrates and things. And I also think if it's something where you feel like you have to, like, this is something I really struggled with was social situations. So if, if, the, if a social eating environment is one of the most important things to you, keto might not always feel that comfortable. It can, you can find ways to work around it. You can, you know, almost every restaurant you can make work for you, yeah. but there is all, there is going to be that you are going to stick out a little bit. That's, yeah. you're not going to fit in, you know, with everyone else. When your sweet mother-in-law offers you a piece of dessert, you're going to say, you're going to have to say no. <laughs> you know? yeah. And so it's, or, or you can choose to say no. You can choose to say yes if you want. But if, you know, if that's important to you. So I think you really have to ask yourself, you know, what are the things that are the most important to me? What are the things that I feel like I can do and I feel like I should do? And then, you know, decide which way makes the most sense for you. And like you said, experiment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's one thing, like I even today, had someone comment on one of my posts. Um, you know, having a public Instagram can be really fun and then it can also be really terrible. So um, that's why I did take a break for a couple months. But someone commented and was like, you have an eating disorder, just accept it, stop going back and forth. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, you hear things like that and it used to really, really bother me. Um, what I did today is I was like, okay, how do I, how does that make me feel? And I was like, well, it makes me feel bad. And I was like, okay, why? And I was like, well, it makes me feel like I've been really inconsistent and I've been really, you know, um, flighty about this. And I thought, okay, but what is true in this situation? And I thought, okay, so I've spent 30 years struggling with obesity, 30 years. And in one year I didn't fix it. And that's not that, you know, big of a problem. Like I have taken, I've never quit. I've never just given up. I've always, always, always been still trying. And the fact that I have had to take a little bit extra time to really figure out what is going to work for me, what is most important to me, what I feel the best in, that's not a bad thing. That is good. It's good to try things. It's good to experiment. It's good to be willing to go back to something that did feel good. You know, it, that it wasn't easy to make that decision. A lot of people joined Weight Watchers like with my code. And so I kind of felt like I've led people astray or something, which I didn't. Like I said, I still think it's a great program. But it was it was challenging to say, I think that I need to go back to this other way that made me feel so much better. Um, and it, I was really tempting to just completely shut down my Instagram account and not do this anymore and not, you know, but for the 2% that's not good, there's 98% of people out there that are just like me. They're just regular people just trying to find what makes them feel their best, trying to do the best for their bodies, trying to support each other, you know, and, and, um, so they're so loving and kind and I, I have really invested in their lives and they've really invested in mine. And I thought, you know, you don't, I'm not going to let 2% destroy something that's fun. It's something that's valuable. And so being open and honest about, it, I've tried to always just, you know, I've gained weight guys here to, you know, I've tried to always be really honest. Um, and there's, and you know, we, we stay sick when we are keeping secrets like that yeah. keeps us sick. And so, if someone can look at transparency about needing to take some time to figure it out and see, um, you know, flaws, that's fine. Like, okay, that's your opinion. You know, in my opinion, I'm just a normal person trying to figure this out. So, um, you know, just having to let go of worrying about that and just 
this is this is how it's been this is who i am you know feel free to unfollow actually i blocked that person but yeah <laughs> feel exactly. free to block. Yeah. So. Yes. Somebody's here saying it shows you are human. And I love that. And I, uh, oh my gosh, I love it too, because um, people really relate with vulnerability. People really relate to your humanity, not to your perfection. People are not following you because you are, you know, <clears throat> crystal size zero at the gym with your eight pack and whatever. And maybe someday you will be, but they won't be following you because of that. They'll be following you because they'll be like, oh my God, she gets it. Look, she wants you know, was like this. And now she's like this, like, it's not like you're going to lose your fans if that's ever your reality. And that's what you want for yourself. Go for it. Right. But the point <laughs> is that people really don't like this, like guru from on high, that's just like untouchable and unrelatable. Right. And yeah. so I, I love that you really took the time to reframe it and flip it on its head and to say, no, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong when you change your mind. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. It's part of the process. And actually it shows that, um, I am committed to my what more than I'm committed to my how. Like I'm mm. open to the how. Like my yeah. what is I'm gonna take good care of myself through what I eat. I'm gonna find a way to make peace with food and weight and body image and still be in yeah. a size body that enables me to live out the purpose that God's put me on this planet for without being inhibited mm -hmm. by that. I'm gonna be confident. I'm going to have the energy that I need to do what I wanna do with my life. And that's what it's really all about yeah. for me. I'm committed to that what. I'm open to the how. And so, yeah, you tried something different. Great. I love that. And then you went back and that's huge too, because you're right. People are so afraid to say, I changed my mind. But the most beautiful thing about life is being able to change your mind at any moment. Like the worst yeah. thing in life is feeling stuck. Guess what? The doors aren't locked. You can walk right out whenever you want to, like in most situations. Yeah. It's, it's that that's so true. Yeah. You know, my biggest fear when I was losing weight the first time was gaining weight back because yeah. I followed a bunch of people when I first started it and that had all been really successful and a lot of them struggled after that. And we all like that, that is so universal. If you follow anyone who has had any kind of weight loss success, the very small percentage of people just mm -hmm. keep coasting and they're doing great. Most people are going to struggle um, at times. And so that was my biggest fear and being able to face that fear have that fear become a reality and then think okay now we get to get through this um it was so frustrating i spent all of 2021 just thinking if i could just go back in time i would make such different decisions now i'm at the point where i'm thinking you know what that is something that everyone can relate to. And that's something I've learned so many lessons through this. And that's something I can share with other people because there is, it is so discouraging to lose weight and to get to a place where you feel comfortable and then to make the decisions necessary to get back to a place where you're really uncomfortable and unhappy. That is one of the most discouraging things I've ever experienced, but there's a lot to learn through that. And then you can share that with other people. You know, like some of the things that I've learned, like struggling is part of the process. Mm -hmm. It is. You, you're not, it's not always going to be up. There's going to be some downs mm -hmm. and it's what you do in those downs that matter. You have to learn from that and that will help you to go even farther. And mm -hmm. then another thing, like you were saying, um, oh, another thing I was going to say was confront it as quickly as you can. So yeah. 
you know, that was something I struggled with, um, with having a public account was thinking like, I don't want to tell people I'm struggling. Like that's terrible. And yeah. I didn't for a while because it felt shameful. There's no shame in that. We right. all are going to struggle. And when you tell me you struggled, then I can be like, Hey, I was actually struggling too. Good. What you like, let's talk about this. Let's work through this. Um, and then also like, here I am. So, you know, I've, I've gained weight back and now I'm down almost 50 pounds again and have a ways to go. But I feel great. Like I, like what you were saying is I'm not chasing a number. I'm chasing that feeling. And I, and you can have that feeling way before you have the number. Yes, so yes. you can feel great in the process. You don't have to wait until if you have a big number, if you're facing a big number right now, and that seems so daunting in two weeks, you can feel amazing about where you are and where you're going. And yeah. that is so, it, it is, it's something that you won't, won't experience until you're there. And then it's like, it's just amazing. I'll, you know, I'll see a picture of myself now and be like, Ooh, that's not what I want to look like. But oh, well, I'm on the journey. I'll look great. And if you be like, there's my new before photo, you know, it, it's just, oh, you it. can really, you can embrace the journey. I was worried, like, it won't be fun the second time around. It's fun. It's really fun. It's exciting. It's enjoyable. There are hard times, of course, and there are, but I have so many more tools now in the toolbox. Like now when I'm struggling with emotional eating, you know, I took your emotional eating course, um, and, or class that you had. And I, the other day was like, oh, I just really want to, you know, bake a tin of brownies or something. Um, and so I thought, okay, what emotion am I feeling right now? I'm feeling stressed. And I thought, okay, so is this, this isn't actually going to make me feel good. What would make me feel good right now? You know what? I need to be alone for a little while and like had my husband spirit the kids away for an hour and watch TV and just relaxed instead of eating a ton of food. And it felt great. It felt amazing. It, it, it fulfilled that need that I had and it wasn't. And then the next day I didn't wake up sad. So I have yeah. so many more things that I've learned that now I can use throughout, throughout my day, throughout my life that I wouldn't have had if I hadn't struggled. I mean, that's just yeah. the truth. And so be, I've accepted it. I, you know, had that year that was just not great and I've learned a lot and now I'm on the path where I want to be and it's the best feeling. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And this, I'm sure, and somebody's, you know, commented like, Crystal, you're a freaking hero. <laughs> but like, seriously, this is so encouraging to so many people because I know a lot of people can really relate to the regain, right? <clears throat> or the relapse, right? To borrow kind of from addiction language. If we look at anybody else who's on a journey, um, you know, of trying to like stop a negative habit, right? Like I want to stop yelling at my kids. Uh, I want to stop drinking so much, like whatever it might be you're going to have periods of what you would consider to be success. And then you're going to have a period of relapse. You're going to lose your cool with your kids. But this, this week you only yelled at them once and you used to yell at them every day. Right? So like, have you progressed yeah. or are you a total failure because you weren't perfect? Like we need to kind yeah. of reframe it because we really, really struggle with that black and white or all or nothing thinking and perfection thinking when it comes specifically to this area of our lives. And so, you know, growth is not linear. Um, it's going to, you know, you're going to be making a spiral in the upward trajectory or in a downward trajectory if we're looking at the scale. Um, but yeah, there's going to be times when you gain a couple of pounds and then you lose more and you gain a couple of pounds and you lose more. And it's such a great learning experience and be like, okay, well, why did I gain? Like you looked at in February. Oh, interesting. Why did I gain, you know, that significant amount of weight in February? Oh, it's because I was dealing with this mindset issue. I worked through that. I wouldn't have worked through that if I hadn't have, you know, kind of, um, yeah. struggled or deviated. Right. And so the mm -hmm. lesson that you gained from that, you 
needed to gain from that in order to make you successful in the long run. If life yeah. is just completely perfect, well, then, you know, this is what we, this is, this is who we hate in the movies, right? This is the character that we can't stand. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's so great for them. Everything's so perfect. It's all been handed to them on a silver platter. Completely unrelatable. That's the person we don't like, right? And so to become, to even think of yourself, like, man, I like myself so much more because of everything that I've been through. And because I have chosen to transmute that energy, like, that's what you've done, Crystal. Like you, you told yourself like, no, this is fun. Whoa. That's amazing to be like, okay, I lost a bunch of weight. I regained it. Now I have to lose all the same weight again. And for you to be like, I hate this picture of myself. Oh, well, it's my before picture. Ah, I love that so much. So, so, so much because I can't tell you how many women I talk to. I just talked to a client this week who she totally um, emotionally ate because she saw a picture of herself that was taken over the weekend. And she looked at the picture and she was like, that's me? Like, I felt like yeah. I was so much, I feel so much better than what this picture looks like. And then she got so mad about it that she decided to self-soothe, right? But I love mm -hmm. that you could be like, oh, I guess that's going to be my before picture. Like, and like, this is fun yeah. and totally like just choosing to have a great mindset about it. So thank you so much for sharing all that. Um, kind of like just wrapping up the conversation of like keto versus Weight Watchers. We kind of have landed on, <clears throat> choose what's going to be most enjoyable for you. Definitely try both, see what works best for you. We've talked about the calories in, calories out versus like the hormonal theory of weight loss. And then you said essentially what you landed on is that you're still in a calorie deficit either way, and that's why you're losing weight. But it was easier to be in a calorie deficit on keto because you're eating foods that were keeping you satisfied and you weren't having to think about food so much all the time. So yeah, for anybody that's like, hmm, I'm wondering if I could do Weight Watchers, but apply some of these principles. I'd like to just share my personal point of view on this. And you tell me what, what you think as well. Um, is okay. it possible to kind of do Weight Watchers and to take some of that into account? I think so. But we couldn't necessarily look at the Weight Watchers point system and kind of try to, um, you know, cheat the system and make it work for you with all of these like zero points foods and things like that. What I would recommend is make sure you get enough protein. Protein is high satiety, and it doesn't necessarily have to be high fat or high calorie. So there, choose lean proteins. If you're going with Weight Watchers, you're going to want to focus on like chicken breast and egg whites and whey protein isolate powder and non-fat Greek yogurt and low-fat cottage cheese and things like that that are still going to be high in protein, but they're not going to be high in fat. So protein mm -hmm. is still going to keep you full. And don't be afraid of eating two larger meals and spending all of your points on eating like a nice big lunch that's actually going to be able to keep you full until dinner. Um, you could be, you know, eating high protein, low calorie or low, low fat or moderate fat, at least in a way that it keeps you full from like noon all the way until 6 p.m. And if you're still doing Weight Watchers, so you're eating higher carb, more moderate fat or low fat and high, high protein. So essentially what I'm boiling it down to is I think you can lose weight successfully on either a high carb, low fat diet, as long as we prioritize protein, or a high fat, low carb diet, as long as we prioritize protein. You have to choose, protein is non-negotiable. It's not actually an energy source, people. It's not like the fuel in your gas tank. It is like um, the, the engine of your car. It is, um, you know, the seat belts. It's, it's all of the, st the structural component of your car. And then the energy fuel source is either the carbs or the fat. So you have to choose, am I gonna prioritize carbs or am I gonna prioritize fat? Keep protein high so that you have satiety and then choose, do I want to eat high fat, low carb, like with 
uh, keto, or do I want to eat high carb, low fat, like with Weight Watchers? As long as you're prioritizing yeah. protein, and please, 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 eat real food. Like that's my only um, hang up with Weight Watchers is like the products, like getting yeah. addicted to all of this highly processed food and being reliant upon products. And some people do the same thing with keto. And I'm just as on my soapbox mm -hmm. about that. Because like you said, all the keto treats and things like that, they're going to make you feel like crap. They're going to increase cravings, all of that stuff. So yeah. I think really kind of the middle of the road approach is like <clears throat> eat pro enough protein. If you're five feet tall, 100 grams of protein per day, an additional five grams of protein for however many inches you are above that. So I'm five seven, so I eat 135 grams of protein a day. Crystal's five nine, so that's gonna be like 145 grams of protein per day. So prioritize protein, even if you're doing Weight Watchers, prioritize protein, spend your points on that, people. And then you're gonna be able to go so much further and kind of naturally be able to stay within your points without feeling so dang hungry all day and being thinking about food constantly. So that's, I think, a really fair way that it could be done. Um, again, if you're insulin resistant though, that may not work for you because again, you're going to be yeah. spiking your blood sugar all day. Yeah. What yeah. do you think about the whole, um, you know, prioritize protein, eat real food. And that's kind of the, the gist of it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and you know, that, that was ultimately the realization that I came to was, okay, both of these are going to require me to be making, um, restrictions, cutting things out, you know, having to, um, do less of something. And so, like I said, for me, it boiled down to, well, I felt really full. I felt really happy, like, you know, like a, a fullness that made you feel really satisfied whenever I was eating this other way. And so I just enjoy it more. It just yeah. is more a more enjoyable approach. And so there's nothing wrong, like you said, with choosing this other way. I think that it can definitely work if you really want it to. And if those are the foods you enjoy, like someone mentioned on here that they really miss fruit. I mean, I ate a lot of fruit when I was doing Weight Watchers because it's zero points. Um, mm -hmm. And it was delicious. Fruit is delicious. You know, God made fruit um, and yeah. it's yummy. And I don't think that you have have to exclude fruit if you're going to do a keto diet. I right. think you have to choose how and when to incorporate it. Um, but I also think um, that for me, what I had to figure out was you don't you like, don't read one book and say that's how you do the keto diet. Don't say that's the only way you can do it. You know, I'm doing it differently now than I did that year. Um, and it's just as successful. It, it may not be as fast um, as it was, which is fine. Um, but it's just as successful. And I feel all the benefits, um, but it's much more freeing. So if, if what you're doing now feels super, super restrictive and hard, maybe you're not doing it in the only way you could. Maybe you can find another way to have the benefits, but without all of the struggle. So I think that's another um, good thing to realize is like with Weight Watchers, you can do it a lot of different ways. You can eat only, you know, those little Weight Watchers bars and get all your points in a day, or you can have ground turkey and eggs yeah. and, you know, vegetables yeah. and stuff. Same with keto. Like, you can find ways to make it fit your life and make it easier than, than it can appear at first, especially. Yes, I completely agree. And, you know, the way that I did keto when I first started out is not the way that I do keto today. Like, I actually eat a ton of fruit. Sometimes I eat fruit three times a day. And sometimes I eat, like, between 80 and 100 carbs a day, and I'm still in ketosis. Because, you know, ketosis is not a yes-no food slip. It's a metabolic state. So my body yeah. healed my insulin resistance, so I can tolerate more carbs now. I always pair it with protein, so it's not spiking my blood sugar. And I'm still in ketosis. Mm -hmm. And it's great. I love that I can eat more foods than I once did. And so yeah. when we talk about food boundaries, people, or even thinking like um, 
restricting carbohydrates. I, I don't even like the word restricting, but intentionally um, reducing carbohydrates, right? So it's not a lifetime sentence. It's something yeah. that you do for yourself right now, just like the same way that your boundaries will change over time with people. What do you need mm -hmm. right now today to keep yourself safe when it comes to food and to create pleasure in your life when it comes to food while still getting the results that you want and set those boundaries today. As your body mm -hmm. heals and as you become more emotionally healed as well and you do some of the mindset work, then you'll feel like, well, maybe I can have one cookie. I'm going to try it. Maybe I'm not an abstainer. Maybe I am. Let me just try it. Let me experiment. And you feel a little bit safer to create a little bit more of a flexible boundary. Okay. What did I learn from that? What was the experience? Is it a failure? No, I did it on purpose. Like I, I loosened my boundaries intentionally. Oh, okay. I actually succeeded with that. So I learned that, you know, I can have a chocolate chip cookie when I go through the Starbucks drive through but I can't keep them in my house. Because if I keep them in my yeah. house, I will eat the whole sleeve. And so again, it's not a lifetime sentence. It's about what do I need right now to keep me safe and enjoy my life. Mm -hmm. And I have permission to change at any time. Yeah. 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 I think that's really important. And, you know, those are goals that I have. Like right now, I feel very happy and very um, content with what I'm doing. And I also know that. Um, you know, I was listening to someone the other day and they were saying the things that like about your personality, it's not a fixed thing. You don't, you don't just yeah. say like, like for me, like I'm an abstainer. I feel best when abstaining, mm -hmm. but I can learn some moderation. Like I don't have to just say, so for the rest of my life, I shall never eat, you know, but yeah. what I have to do instead is figure out, okay, what makes the most sense for me? How can I, um, you know, occasionally have, what something really special like how do I make that part of my life or what do I choose like how do I evaluate that and so I think that allowing yourself to grow allowing yourself to evolve and change as you go is important and like you said if you tell yourself I will never have a brownie again that's disappointing that's yeah. that's not something you're going to want to stick with but if you tell yourself you know today this next decision I'm going to make is this and this is where I am right now then that's so much more manageable and so much um easier to focus on and to accomplish yeah exactly I think some people are like you know they get really afraid because they're like oh if I start eating keto then I'm going to have to do this forever because if I um change my mind then I'll regain all of the weight it's not true it's not true I'm living proof of that like I've reincorporated foods back in again, once you heal your body, it's a very healing protocol. And once you heal your body, you can reintroduce other foods. It's the same way as like when people have food sensitivities and you go on an elimination yeah. diet and you know, you heal your gut lining and now it's not like permeable anymore. And then you can eat the food that, you know, you can eat the egg whites again, or you can eat the, I don't know, cruciferous vegetables again or whatever. Like, and in the moment when you get that result and you're like, it's just so uh, frustrating. It's like, Oh my God, I can't eat these things anymore. What can I eat? Yada, yada. And you just want to like rebel against it and grieve it and yada, yada. But if you could wrap your, map, your mind around it and be like, okay, like if I went to the doctor and I was really sick and they gave me an antibiotic, would I take the antibiotic for like, let's say I had to take it for a month. Would I take it for a month? Yes, I would take it for a month, even though it's probably gonna give me diarrhea <laughs> or whatever it is, because ultimately it's gonna heal my body in the long run. And then I won't need to take it forever. It's the same thing with any other way of a healing protocol. So I really encourage people to look at um, keto specifically as a healing protocol and not feel like I'm never going to be able to eat fruit again. Please no. Oh my gosh. I love fruit. I eat it all the time. I'm never going to be able to eat, you know, such and such with my kids again. Totally not true. It'll be based on, do you feel safe enough to do this? Do you actually want to do this? Um, you know, is it people pleasing? Is it fear of others? Or is it something that you truly want to take ownership over? And you can feel really, really good about that. And you're not, you're not yeah. stuck. Yeah.
Yeah. Oh, and wow. compare, comparing yourself to someone else um, is so unhelpful. It's so easy to do with social media, and I fall victim to that too. Um, but you know, people that you are looking at, they may not be, they're, they're not living in the same body that you are. You know, I was reading something that said, they're not your metabolic peers. So you need to focus on what is the best for you? What is going to make you feel your best? What is going to heal your body? You know, um, I definitely like there, there's quizzes you can find online about insulin resistance, definitely there. And so healing that is my priority right now. And so I can't focus on, but they're over there and they're losing weight and looking great and they're eating, you know, sneakers every day. Hey, that's great for them. That's not me. You know, and so you kind of got to stay in your lane, find your lane and then, you know, stay in that lane and, and don't be afraid though to grow as you go. Yeah, totally. I see that happen all the time. And you mentioned the podcast episode that um, it's like, why can't I just eat normal and be skinny like everybody else? So if yeah. you're thinking that you're playing a game and competing against other people, um, of course, you're going to throw up your hands and not play the game anymore when you realize that it's rigged or unfair mm -hmm. or that you're playing with some type of a handicap. Some people like to use that language. It's like, it's just not fair. Like my genetics are a handicap. I'm never going to be able to play this game like this other person plays this game. It's completely unfair. It's rigged, right? But what if you weren't playing against anybody else? What if the game is just you, it, you and yourself? Like, they're playing a different game over there. It's like solitaire. <laughs> you know, like, you're playing your own game of solitaire. They're playing their own game of solitaire. Like, it's best to just not compare yourself to other people because not only um, is that completely unhelpful, but it's also like completely inaccurate. Like your experience is your experience. And there are a lot of people that are in a smaller body than you that do not see themselves as being in a smaller body than you. They have body dysmorphia. They have an eating disorder. Um, they yeah. are dealing with um, an illness that is invisible to you. Like there are so many things that we just don't know. And so to assume, look at that person over there, they're eating whatever they want with no consequences. That's completely not true. And like you said yeah. with your husband, like, yeah, he's in a smaller body than you, but his energy was much lower than yours. Like, it's, it, it's interesting to think like, oh, does that person look how I want to look? Or does that person feel how I want to feel? Like, yeah. and to, that's what we're going for. Remember, we're not going for the, the size or the number. We're going for, oh, this is how I want to feel. I wonder if that person feels food freedom. They might not. Just because they're slamming a slice of pizza or a row of Oreos in front of you, they yeah. might be puking that up later. They might be beating themselves up about it for an entire week. They could be freaking out. They could be, um, you know, emotionally numbing with that food. You know, you never really know. So it's best not to compare yeah. yourself to other people and just play your own game. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, Crystal, this has been amazing. Thank you so, so, so much for sharing your experience on both keto and Weight Watchers. I hope that everybody that's tuned in has felt like, okay, that was like a really good synopsis. I can see how I could make either one work for me. Um, I'm going to go find out what is my motivational type over at the Gretchen Rubin quiz about the four tendencies. Recommend you do that. Um, go Google um, abstainers versus moderators. Figure out which one that you are there. Go look up the symptoms of insulin resistance. See if you are insulin resistant. And then, you know, maybe just run some experiments with yourself and see which one is going to work best for you. <clears throat> because you really can be successful on either in terms of you can get the result that you want to get in either. Mm -hmm. But how do you feel? Do you feel the way you want to feel by following this strategy? So make the decision about like, like, like Crystal said, you don't have to wait to, to feel how you want to feel. You can feel that way today. And a big part that I love to remind my clients of is, you know, they want to feel confident. The word confident means trust. Confidence means self-trust. And so you can feel confidence 
way before you are in the smaller body that you think is going to make you feel confident, right? You can feel confident because you've kept a promise to yourself every day for two weeks now. Look at that. Like, wow, what else can I do? And so that confidence, yeah. the feelings that you're desiring, that can come to you so much sooner than you think. So Crystal, thank you for inspiring everybody today. I can see so many people um, saying thank you. Um, is there any other parting words that you would like to share before we wrap up? Well, I want to thank you. It's been um, really fun to do this. Um, it's fun to talk about this. I, I love sharing this. I don't have a lot of people in my personal life that I share these kinds of things with. So it's been so fun to find a community that, you know, you can really just feel embraced and embrace other people. Like I am always open to talking about it with anyone and um, I'm somewhat of an open book. So feel free to ever ask any questions um, of me. And then, I mean, Jess has been such an awesome inspiration this time around too. Like you have so much wisdom, so much knowledge and such a great way of putting things that really put it in a different perspective. So um, I just think this has been really fun and really good. Thank you so much. And if you'll just hang tight with me, I want to tell people about a couple of different things that they can dig into. So the first is um, Crystal and I talked a few months back on a free curiosity call. And again, this is a free call and it's like just a chance to get to know one another. Um, yes, I will definitely tell you about the offerings that I have, but there's never any pressure to sign up. And, you know, I think Crystal got a lot of great takeaways from that, from that call, just that free call. And I would love to offer that to anybody else that wants to take advantage. So send me a DM. Um, here on Instagram at the keto fit, or you can um, head on over to my website, theketofit.com, and you can sign up for a free curiosity call. Um, if you're interested in coaching, I'm currently taking clients, but also I would just love to bless you with some free advice, whether it's about like, Hey, try this keto strategy or Hey, let's talk about this mindset. I'll send you like a, you know, different mindset exercise that you can do. Also, I've got once a month mindset classes um, that you can check out. If you go to bit.ly slash self-care keto class, or just pay attention to my Instagram stories because I'm always announcing what the one this month is. And Crystal has been so generous with sharing with her audience that she's taken a couple of my mindset classes and she found it really, really helpful. So um, go ahead and dig into that as well. And then another thing Crystal mentioned on the episode is that I have a podcast and she likes to listen to that. So go ahead and check that out. It's called the Self-Care Keto Podcast, Self-Care Keto. And if you are just joining in and you missed some of this and you didn't get to hear all of it, I'm going to be uh, posting the audio from this um, Instagram live up on my podcast um, next Tuesday. So stay tuned and I'll be sharing the link and everything like that. So again, Crystal, thank you so, so much. You guys make sure you go follow Crystal. She's at Crystal Loses. And I hope that everybody has a fantastic rest of your week. Feel free to DM me or Crystal anytime if you guys have questions about either keto or Weight Watchers. We'd love to help you. Bye, everybody. Right, bye. <laughs> Hey, babe, how much did you love that episode? And how much did you love Crystal? She is so awesome. Again, if you're not following her yet, make sure that you go give her a follow over on Instagram. She is at Crystal Loses. You can actually see the way that that's all spelled out. It's in the show notes. So make sure that you um, go follow her and go support her. And before I leave you this week, I wanted to let you know about something really fun and exciting where you can get your hands on either my brand new self-care keto restaurant guide or my self-care keto holiday guide, which is perfect for the summer holidays, completely for free. Do I have your attention? 
So I'm really trying to grow this podcast and to get it to more listeners. And one of the best ways that I can do that is by having amazing five-star reviews from all of my lovely listeners. I'm talking to you. So especially if you are an iPhone listener, um, particularly this is how the podcast grows is through the iTunes reviews, through the Apple podcast reviews. So if you're somebody that has access to um, an Apple device, you can even do this um, you know, on an Apple laptop or on an iPod, you know, if your kid has one or anything like that. So any kind of Apple device, if you can go leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts for this show, send me a screenshot of it. My email address is theketofit at gmail.com and let me know whether you would like the holiday guide or the restaurant guide. I will give it to you completely for free. I will just send me your screenshot and I will email you back with the access link to one of those guides. So thank you so, so, so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to do it and can't wait to hear from you. Have a great week.